Hello and welcome back, folks, to another episode of A Whole New Pod, a podcast devoted to everything Disney Channel original movies. DCOMs. I'm one of your hosts, Lucas Melby. And I'm the other guy, Jacob Telejohn. And we're coming at you from the center, the eye of the frickin' polar vortex here in Minnesota. We've had a bit of a time here, folks, and that's partially to blame of us already going bad on our New Year's resolution of not getting an episode out every two weeks. A couple weeks, yep. Couple of factors. One, a video game came out that I really wanted to play, so that's one part, but... Fucking the weather here. Am I right, Jacob? The last, last few weeks, we've seen um, wind chills as low as like negative 60. Actual temperatures as low, I believe, as like negative 30s. It's, it's been pretty rough, pretty wild. And yeah. a lot of snow, too. Yeah, real feels of negative 50. And it just makes you not want to do anything at all. Yeah. Sometimes even playing video games was a little <laughs> hard. And yeah, the snow just keeps coming we're just kind of in a sandwich of snow right now where we had some just the other day and we're getting some more we're running out of places to shovel the snow it's just getting quite hairy so you might say well you know why don't you just maybe like skype the podcast if it's so hard to get together because of the weather you might say it already sounds like you skype the podcast to which i say fuck you because this week Hopefully you'll notice an up in audio quality because we Not do have one, but two microphones. We have the two mics on. set up, and you know it'll be a, a new experience for me of editing the audio. But hopefully it'll all sound back to the episode of Brink. We had good quality with Brink. Hopefully yeah. we can get back to that standard. We're we're just still finding ourselves like our star today in today's movie. Just before we get there, one more thing, just to. Because for most people, you might think, geez, talking about the weather, they must really have nothing to talk about. That's just, that's the low-hanging fruit of idle chatter. But (laughs) when you live in Minnesota, as Jacob and I do, talking about the weather is like the first subject of conversation. It's not when you exhaust everything and be like, boy, sure weather we're having. Because that is Minnesota weather. It's always, what the fuck is with this weather we're having? We have the highs of... In the summertime, we get humid hundreds, and we get the lows of the lows. Lows of the lows, humid hundreds. Real feel of negative 50. So, it's just part of the living here. Oh, yeah, you betcha. We be talking about the weather. (laughs) So, but with that, we can get into our movie today. We had a bit of a, a tropical respite taking us to the beach with the 13th year. Another, another 1999 DCOM. To just generally summarize it, I would say it's basically Halloween Town. If it was about a boy, instead of being a witch, he was a merman. But maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. From from that past movie. I'm I'm sure it was inspired ideas. I mean, both of them, I believe, were original Disney Channel movies, you know, straight for Disney Channel, not books, you know, as the last couple of other movies. I I definitely think they were both (laughs) Disney Channel original movies. Based on books, so. These are not books. Oh, I mean, Halloween Town. There was that book, Halloween Town, in that. But let's just get right into it, fitting with the theme of mermaids and mermen. The opening sequence is we're just swimming underneath the ocean, just drifting along. Under the sea. Man, the human world, it's a mess. Under the sea, that's where it's tight. And it's tight like, well, maybe I shouldn't say this now. Mama Mermaid swimming along in that ocean. See, we see with her, she has a little baby boy with her, presumably a baby merboy. Hmm. But they run into some difficulty really quick because there's a fisherman who will turn out to be a more important character that we'll introduce in greater detail later on. But a fisherman catches something on his radar. He just thinks it's a big fish. A big fish. He's, you know, he sees some splashing in the water. He, you know, he's trying to track down this big fish. Which he yells out, that's a big fish. And we still had the audio a little low when we were watching it. And I thought he said, like, he thought, I thought he said bitch. And I'm like, That's a big bitch. Getting raw early on with this decom here. So he immediately takes off in his boat, chases after them. Mermom, she's feeling the heat. Stress. She's like, I gotta get, put my baby to safety. Cause I guess she can't swim fast enough while holding a baby. Makes sense. So she drops off this baby on just a 
dock somewhere just that had like a bag and she drops this baby off in there and it's the most miserable looking baby i've ever seen i feel bad for that baby because its parents were like yo we yeah we're gonna get our kid in a movie they're gonna be a (laughs) child star and it was just the baby has to be wet and wrapped in netting yeah (laughs) it's just um very miserable looking child crying yeah i wonder what they had to do to get the baby to cry probably pinched it or Uh, probably nothing just being <laughs> wet it was enough to have it be like submerged that. its head completely underwater. So then Mermom swims away, tries to, I don't know, shake the fisherman or distract him. And she's successful because the fisherman, he's getting excited. She's like waving at him and stuff. Yeah. Probably, probably showed him her titties. You know, who all knows what happens. Oh, Jacob. He's, he's, he's getting... Too far. <laughs> he lets go of the, um, the, the wheel... Yeah, as, as this him. is all happening, too, he's like, I'm going to get famous. Yeah, and he was yelling, you know, he was yelling so everybody could hear him, but then he's... Yeehaw, I got myself <laughs> a mermaid here. We see him disappear behind a, a lighthouse, followed by a sudden crash. Yeah, bang, they're, a boom. they're not going to destroy a boat in a Disney Channel original movie. They can't destroy that much stuff. But Only satellite dishes. We, That's we, about their budget. We do, see, we do see the boat. It's, you know, hit the rocks. But the baby is found by a young couple who are on another boat, just kind of tooling around. And we get a little background chatter about, oh, why did we come here? Very, very expository dialogue. Yeah. Why did we come here? We oh, to... Tour. Yeah, to start a touring business, tour business, get away. The mom, who we'll quickly find out is a bit of a hippie, says something along the lines that, oh, we came here to get away from the capitalistic bourgeois <laughs> life or something. Yeah. And it's like, okay, 1999 Disney Channel, take it a little easy. Yeah. But they find the baby and the wife immediately. They, well, they hear the baby several times like, what is that noise? You know, I heard it before. What is that noise? It's a baby crying. A baby crying. And then they then they run back and check the back of the boat and see said and they say that's definitely a baby. It's definitely a baby. Can we can we keep him? Yep. The wife immediately asks if they can keep him. And this isn't a dollar bill. You just find laying on the ground. Yeah, that's, that's along those lines is what the husband says. But they end up keeping him. Yeah. And they're walking away with the baby in tow. And then we see Mermom pop her head out of the water again, presumably because she's coming back to collect her baby after shaking off the fisherman. Yeah. But then she sees that he's gone. Gone, and she's sad. And then we get title card 13 years later. Bam! Bingo. We got our young baby, and he ain't a young baby no more. He's a... 13-year-old boy. Not, not quite yet, not 13. Not yet, no. This is 13 years later. It's a couple... Yeah, so it's like, was this the day he was born that she was out swimming Maybe. with him? Maybe. The timeline gets very shaky. A little, a little off. But yes, we find out our main character, who is this baby, who now goes by Cody. Yeah. He's with his family, who... As they were talking about earlier, started up a touring business, so they yeah. run basically a, a tour boat, probably for looking at whales or five, something. Five dollar tours. It's not clear which coast this is, but no, I, no based on past or, experience. Right, East Coast. With it probably is East Coast or supposed to be East Coast, but it's probably filmed on the West Coast because Basically, half of these Disney Channel yeah. movies have taken place in California. Probably was like East Coast, like maybe Maryland or something based. Yeah. So, they run a tour boat, but they aren't doing a really good job because no. they're late. The engine's not working. Passengers are getting rowdy. And yeah. then the engine just, poof, goes up in smoke. Quite comical. Dad oh, says, that's, that's the struggle of running a tour. That's just part of the tour or yep. something along those lines. Then we cut to a swim meet, which we'll have significance soon. Mm-hmm. Because everybody there is, where's Cody? Where's, where's, where's Cody? Cody? We need to get him here because this is, we gotta make state. This is to make state. True. Cody realizes that he's late. I don't know what the situation was that he was about to go out to sea in his tour boat, but he also needed to get yeah. to the swim meet. Again, no, not very no clear, sketch. but this is there to establish one of the, definitely I think we can say it's a trope at this point now no. that DCOM main characters Best way to introduce them is them being late for something at the beginning of the movie and seeing how they react. True. We had Brink skating to school. We had Xenon running through the space station. And now we have Cody trying to get to the swim meet in time. Good pickup. You know, it's like we watch a lot of these movies or something. (laughs) So Cody's late. He's running down the dock. And then I guess he needed to catch a ferry 
to get to the school or something. Yeah, I don't really yeah, understand yeah. the geography of the town they're in, but he misses the ferry. Yeah. But no prob. He just jumps right in the water. He is on the swim team after all. And he's swimming and he's swimming and he actually beats the boat, the ferry across the the body of water, whatever he was swimming across to to get to the other side and closer to the school. Very remarkable. Quite the Michael Phelps. So he makes it just in time. He's coming in, but he's just soaked. He's wearing classic 90s getup. He's got yeah. a flannel shirt on, t-shirt underneath. How did he swim in that thing? Super, <laughs> yeah. I I can hardly swim in swimming trunks, let alone having that all on me. But also some heavy John Cena length jorts. <laughs> but he strips all that down. Luckily, he has a Speedo or maybe just... Speedo sounds a little like sexualized. Just yeah. his trunks on underneath. And he's already mounting up to dive in. And then he still has his shoes on. Oh, Cody. No sock. Yes. His coach yells at him to take off his shoes, which are basically, I think, 90s fashion had a lot of like hiking boots type things. Yeah. So these look very much like Timberlands or something. Yeah. Actually, not quite Timberlands. Those are cooler. <laughs> Kanye still be rocking those. But he takes off his shoes and yeah, no socks underneath there, which... Is only one of the first kind of gross it's body way to, way things. To get blisters, you know. One of the gross body things we'll experience with Cody in this movie. Yeah. So gets the shoes off, then gets to start swimming, and he's just he's zooming. He's zoom, zoom, zooming. But he only comes in second place because he loses to another character we're introduced to. Is Sean his? Yeah. Art, mm, he seems to be at this beginning because he's kind of a dick that is oh you'll always come in second place yeah. to me that he would be the rival or like the antagonist but they're they're still kind of friends. but he's actually you know he's very good friends with them yeah. as we'll see later on so yeah it, it's established a, that a friendly competition that cody basically always makes second place to yeah. him uh so they're the team celebrates it was a little confusing because there's also girl swimmers there and it's implied yeah. that it's like an intergendered team and that they, like, all made it to state, which... But I believe only guys were swimming in the pool at the time. Maybe, well, I don't know how... With, in the first scene else. with the swim meet, I think uh, Sam, a character we'll introduce yeah. soon, she she, was, she, she had got a, done, or something. Oh, is that what it was? I I, think, she was she was in a swimsuit. I, yeah, that's for sure. And, minor spoilers, when they make it to state, there are girls in swimsuits there. Yeah. So I don't really understand how this sports league in high school works but there's bigger fish to fry pun mm. intended entirely mm. uh so while there are the team is celebrating about them getting to go to state it's the the best day in the coach's coaching career this random band player with the tuba or more probably accurately a sousaphone falls into the pool and while this maybe just seems like a random act to be thrown in it is important because cody goes and saves Very him important. and we're introduced to Basically, the second main character of the movie, yeah. Jess, who yeah. in classic decom fashion is a very nerdy Nerd. boy, got the glasses. The He's Gilbert. in band, the Gilbert, if you will. Of. Yep. Or I can't even remember the kid in Can of Worms, but he's kind of like one of those. He would have hung out with that kid. Yes. Uh, so he's thanking Cody for saving him. Oh wow, thank you. I can't swim. It's really great. And Cody just walks off and leaves yeah. him behind. We'll soon find out that Cody is kind of a dick. Yeah. The band player, uh, or Jess, I can just call him Jess He's at this point. He's chatting a little bit to himself, and then he realizes that yep, Cody's He realizes Cody's that his sousaphone is still on the water, though. Right, too. And he has to get that out on his own, I guess, even though he can't swim. Cut to um, Cody outside talking to Sam, and uh, up pull Cody's parents. Well, before and- that... We get to see Sean's dad's cool oh, car. Because, right. yes. of course, Sean yes. has to be yes. some rich guy. And yep. he's like, hey, Sam, you want to ride home with me and my dad? And she's yep. like, no, I'm going to walk with Although, Although Cody. you said it was maybe a two-person vehicle anyways. Yeah, it was a, like a sporty convertible thing. And maybe yep. there was a backseat, but it very much looked like it was only a two-seater. So it seemed unreasonable. Probably. So yeah, then Cody's parents roll up in a van or something. They're all geared. They got their fish hats on or whatever. They yeah, Cody's swim school's team, team is the Marlins. So yeah. some of the band members or fans have fish hat paraphernalia. Yeah. Uh, so I guess they didn't end up walking home. And Are you two an item? Also something the parents say because they see Sam and Cody. And yeah, they are. They are dating. Breaking with DCOM tradition. The there is character. not necessarily a love... Tr- interest pursuit it's just 
It's already there. Yeah, already established. So that's just one of the, the breaks or character differences that we'll see with Cody as we move along. Yeah. But before that, we get introduced to a character we had already seen briefly, but more seriously introduced now is Big John. Who Big is the fisherman John. from the beginning who's trying to chase down the mer mom and her son. Mr. Wheatley. Last name Wheatley. Very few people call him that. But we see him at the docks getting off his boat, and he's just getting ridiculed by some of the other fishermen, because he believes in mermaids, and they're all like, Hey, John, tell us about that <laughs> that there girl you say you saw in the water. And one's like, Yeah, I'll take a mermaid <laughs> to my poker game with Bigfoot and, I don't know, a banshee or something. Mm. But we also find out that nerdy kid Jess is Big John's son, because he comes home and asks for... Big John's help with drying out his sousaphone. Yeah. Which I just thought was funny because... Again. Said, yeah, he says again. Oh, again. Can you help me dry it out again? Which implies that this has happened before. Yeah. And I guess it was a different time where somebody other than Cody had to but save him. But we don't know how we got it out of the pool. No. He, we, it's the biggest mystery in this movie. <laughs> Next day at school, we get to find out that Cody is basically... No, it's not even just implied. It is stated by characters that Cody is <laughs> so the, popular. He is the most popular. Very kid in popular, school. and which makes his girlfriend Sam the most popular girl yeah. in school. So really, turning it's, some it's tropes weird. on the head that he's immediately popular. So he's not like he should be the second most popular with with Sean winning. But I don't know how we got first. I don't, I don't know. He's not. He's not like the kid in Can of Worms. He's mm. immediately the most popular. He's already got a girlfriend. Yeah. Everything's coming up Cody, pretty much. Yeah. He's walking down the hallways and basically doing just shy of finger guns pointing at people. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> he's the Fonz of this school. Wow. But he's got his flaws because he's apparently a fucking idiot. Yeah. Because he got a F. Big old F. The big red F. F for fucking idiot. And what was it? Biology? Yeah, no, biology. Biology. And he's kind of just a douche, too. He's just... Kind of, a, he, he, he like shows Sean like he's like, yeah, look at this, got got a shit grade, you know, kind of like, and he's, he's kind of just dismissive to the teacher and stuff. Yeah, I was not immediately infatuated with yeah. Cody. Not really hateable, but not too likable. He's also a lot of the acting. Most of the child actors in DComs have been at worst serviceable, but generally decent yeah most of the kids especially cody in this movie are fucking terrible yeah i don't know like like lucas had mentioned when we were watching his line the way he was like he'd kind of whisper a lot or he'd he'd state stuff in like question form yeah kind of thing his he just wasn't genuine with like how he was talking so all of his lines either came off as kind of sarcastic or if he was like asking a question when he wasn't which christopher walken type type stuff Sure. I was thinking of uh, the Bella Twins from WWE, because oh. they're bad actors, too. But sure, throw Christopher Walken under the <laughs> bus the, here. The thing is about Cody is he doesn't know whether or not he's asking a question or stating a fact. That was really bad. Yep, and I have the power within me <laughs> to have cut that out of the episode, and no, that's all staying right in there. <laughs> that's a bridge you chose to cross. <laughs> So, getting back to biology class, at the end of the class, the students are paired up with the partners they're going to have for the next unit, which is marine biology. And wouldn't you know it, Cody gets paired up with Jess. Some some might even say, fortunately, he gets paired up with Jess, because Jess is a a geek, a nerd, yeah. (laughs) He knows his shit. And not even just the nerd, he's, apparently marine biology is his passion. His dad is Big John, after all. So I guess it kind of runs in the family. Basically, Jess is kind of giving him the lowdown and be like, hey, I know you're not psyched to be my partner, but like I'm really good at marine biology. Yeah. And this whole time he's just rattling on kind of like he did at the poolside. Cody is just at the drinking fountain. Guzzling that water. Yeah. Guzzling. He is a thirsty boy. Yeah. And Jess points out, you're drinking a lot of water. And he just says, what? I'm thirsty. <laughs> and that, based on what we were just talking about, that's about as good as most of his line delivery was. Yeah. But Jess is, like a good nerd, trying to get on top of the project, work on it as soon as possible. But Cody's got other plans because it's Cody's birthday. <laughs> yeah, we get down. 13th birthday. Sweet 13, y'all know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does invite Jess to his house for his birthday. Yeah. 
but we'll find out. He didn't really mean no. it. So at his birthday, we get a little more from his uh, his parents, or his mom specifically, being a bit of a, a hippie. Because she makes a, a dairy-free cake dairy free. or he's, yeah, fat-free oh, or something. He said some other word. I can't remember. And it's just terrible. Yeah. Just a terrible Icky cake. Pooey. So he tries to, uh, uh, Cody tries to sneak off to avoid having to eat the cake. Yeah. And then yeah. meets up with Sam inside of the house. And Sam has a nice present for him. Ooh. A, a picture frame with her picture in it, which he... You could, I was just going to say, you could just say a picture imply that it's in a frame but of her yes and as she's giving it to him he's like wow this is so nice and there's just this there's random breeze that starts blowing, blowing her in her hair, hair. i have another present for you too and then Cody. they kiss they kiss and it's a shock it's boom bang bop a literal shock because yeah. there's some electricity that sparks between them and not yeah. we're not talking figuratively here we're talking literally, literally. so again Already getting a kiss in this movie. This is probably the first 20 minutes. But then Cody says, you know, we could try that again. Because it didn't go well because there was fucking a shock. And electric and Sam says, maybe next birthday. Oh, Um, roasting. Implying implying that they're going to be together a whole other year. (laughs) And as we'll see (laughs) during this, you know, movie, they they have some up and down in the relationship. It's it's tough. There's some obstacles they have to overcome. Later in the party, Jess shows up on his bike wearing a, a helmet, looking like a real nerd. Yeah. Got a present for him because, yeah. you know, if you're going to a party, you got to have a you present. Have a gift. And Cody just acts like a total dick. Sean's like, why'd you invite him? And Cody's all, wow, I didn't think he'd actually come. But, but like, yeah. And then, and then, and then um, Sean, like, keeps, you know, throwing shade at Jess. And, and Cody's, you can kind of tell that he doesn't want to, like, keep talking crap about him. Kind of, you can kind of see it on his face. Uh, he didn't really, I, I saw that. I think you're giving I Cody too that. much credit. I saw that. I noticed that. He was feeling a little in. If this was another DCOM, we would see that Cody was, like, a good guy earlier on. I don't know if we ever really... Get to see Cody learn much of a lesson or really grow much in this movie. But, but we can save that for later on in the discussion. Because Jess is noticing them, kind of like checking him out, looking at him. And they're like laughing at him and stuff. And he he, starts, he he feels put off. So he he brings the present that he had got for Cody and gives it to the hippie mother and takes off. And the present is set aside somewhere to later be found. Right before bed... His parents are, wow, it's so crazy. You're 13. And yeah. all right, we'll leave you. Oh, what's this? There's one more present. And one it's more. the one from Jess. And he opens it. And it's a nice copy of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by, I think that's Jules Verne. Verne, maybe Verne. I believe it's Jules Verne. So a cool gift and yeah. thematically consistent with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Then uh, in his dream, because he goes to sleep. In the dream, he is swimming in the sea. There's like a light around. He's like, I, I, I don't know if he's, if you he saw the, the figure, in, in this dream or not. I think he might. have He sees seen the someone, figure. but I think it's fairly indistinct. Yeah, you don't see the face or the body or whatever. But, but we do see outside of the window, um, like the mom's kind of checking. Like you see her, like her head's poked out of the water, yes, kind of specifically checking the in on mom, him. not Mer-mom. his. Earth mom. Yes. The not Mer-mom the hippie is, Earth mom. The Mermom. She's all about on Mother sun. Earth. On Terra. <laughs> Gotta get in touch with your chakra. Oh my. I've, I've met some people. Mermom's checking in on yep. So it's implied that her presence is probably something related to what's triggering with him in this yeah. dreamscape, if you will. Yeah. Next morning, Cody wakes up to his alarm, immediately hits it. But some more electricity comes out, that's right. shocks the the alarm clock, and just it starts Spins going it forward, crazy. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Gets ready, runs downstairs, takes out a carton of orange juice, just is guzzling slamming it. that, guzzling. That's our word of the day. <laughs> just you know, op- opposite of eating, like you know, Shaggy from Scooby Doo would be. He's always thirsty, always has to be drinking. Well, now uh, now Shaggy's actually kind of relevant again. That's true. We've created the meme. Uh, we yeah, created I, the meme. We definitely can take credit for Shaggy and Dragon Ball Z getting mashed yeah. up or whatever. That's topical and won't date this episode <laughs> at all. Because we're not already talking about a movie from 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, he drinks this whole carton of OJ and his mom's like, whoa. But then as he's trying to put down the carton, he figures out that he can't put down the carton. It's stuck because he's very... got weird super grip i, I don't it's know a very why much the... a peter parker kind of sticky finger situation yeah, I, I never i never really would have related that to fish well neither with the electricity that's that's a good point because as basically as you can already tell this story if you're familiar with the origins of aquaman it's very similar to his origins where he comes from a, a mer or not a mer like an atlantean mom yeah. and a earth or land dad it's a little muddled but you know he grows up on earth but he's got these special properties it's yeah. very similar gotcha or just halloween town except with a boy and a mermaid there you go but as he's he gets the the carton eventually off of his hand but then he's just is like looking at his hands moving them all around and there's this weird thing his, where his mom starts doing it yeah i don't know if she and, thinks... and, and she, i don't i don't think she's mocking him i think she's like I don't know what she's, she's doing. She's getting in touch with his, you know, his aura. Then the dad comes in and starts doing it, but he's mocking them, I think. Yeah, he's, she. I don't know if she thinks it's like the next cool thing. She's just trying to figure out. And the dad comes in and weird. is like, the fuck y'all doing in here? <laughs> it's, it's a little goofy. Ugh. So later that day, Cody meets up with Jess, who is exploring a tide he's, pool. He's got his head buried in the water of the tide pool. And he, Cody kind of frightens him and Jess is like, ooh-ah. Yeah, and Cody's laughing at him, and Jess kind of you is annoyed. Because, as he should be, because this is just after the birthday party, and he kind of just got yeah, blown off by him. Yeah, yeah. And I feel you might be able to gather this from the podcast so, so far, but I was definitely a nerd growing up. And nerds, you grow to be self-deprecating because a good defense is using humor, and a good way to not get somebody to make fun of you is to beat make, them to the punch. Make fun of yourself, yeah. which Jess does on more than one occasion in this film. Yeah, Jess goes in hard on himself, harder <laughs> yeah. than even like Sean, really. Yeah. So Cody tries to make good with Jess, and was like, Jess, you're really smart. You want to help me with, you know, homework and stuff? Yeah. And Jess is like, well, not really, but what, are you going to, like, beat me beat up or me something? Up. And Cody's response, mostly probably just due to the actor, is kind of like, no. Uh, no. Basically sounds like, well, probably not. But not, like, <laughs> the kind of thing that you would expect from a Disney Channel character of being like, yeah. no, of course not. I wouldn't yeah. beat you up. It was more like, uh, yeah, probably not. Not today. But they kind of hatch a deal because Jess is obviously really smart. Yeah. But... Cody, what does he have to offer? He's really good at swimming. And Jess, as we saw at the beginning with his tuba, cannot swim. Wants to learn to swim. So that's the deal. Yeah. Jess notices that Cody in this scene has scales that have sprouted on his hand. True. Which he later looks up and... It becomes a big deal, yeah. Yeah. It definitely, I mean, it already becomes clear later on in the movie, but it's kind of a metaphor for puberty. It's very, very on the nose. So... It's implied that Jess must have just seen these scales because they were at this beach by this tide pool. He'd touched the water or something. Yep. It, it, it was and he just, if, if he touched water or got near water, he would get all... Yeah, scared. he runs home, is freaking out in his bathroom. Very classic scene in some of these movies. I think we'll get uh, treated to this in Luck of the Irish later on. of just looking in the mirror. Ah, what's happening? I'm changing. Yeah. Or it's kind of even like a Goosebumps thing. Haunted yeah. Mask or whatever. His mom calling... Jess, or not Jess, Cody, you've been in there a while, is everything okay? Okay, Mom, I'm fine. And I will give the movie credit, these scales were creepy. I just kind of have a... They were good, I thought that was was good makeup. I can't remember, there's some kind of phobia term for, you know, things with very small holes, or just kind of like the texture of things. I definitely have that. And I was getting some vibes off of these He does scratch at one point, too, and that made me feel a little uncomfortable. So at school, they are... He meets up with Jess, and this is where they really lay it on that Jess has, like, no social life, no friends. Yeah. But they're going to do this project, and Jess gets a little excited. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. We can make some s'mores or something. Yeah. And, then, and Cody's like... Phew. That's just for kids. Sorry. We'll, we'll, yeah, Jess we'll is over me like, oh, no, I don't like s'mores. And to be fair, yeah. I do also think s'mores suck, so, like point in cody's side i don't have nothing wrong with but s'mores. i don't label s'mores as like a strictly a kid, kid thing, thing. no they're also all. 13 years old right here is where they get to jess's house 
Yeah, Cody says something along the lines of like, let's let's go to your house. My parents are doing some tour thing. And, and um, Jess is like, oh, you know, I got a warning. My dad's a little, you know, eccentric. Goes, All parents are weird. And then they go to Jess's house. And well, more specifically, the big John's yeah, there's some, salvage yard. Yeah, there's some warehouse or shipyard building that says Big John on yeah. it. So yeah. the question is whether... They came up with the name Big John and okay. had the art department to they this wall. They based the character all around this ransacked building they could purchase. I think it's probably the latter. So while they're there, they're supposed to go into the house, but Cody kind of sneaks off into John's area of mermaid salvage and related yeah. items. Yeah. And then Big John springs out, talks to them, and basically is very creepy. Yo, your, your parents ever see anything that can't explain on their tool shit? And, yeah. Like a mermaid? And Cody's like, ah, okay, bye. And then <laughs> they go and work to, on their project. Basically, we get nothing. They don't show them doing anything. We get some montages in this movie. We get no montage of them of studying work. or anything. No, it just kind of jumps to class the next day. Yeah, right? we just cut to them. They get their papers back. Oh, wow, hey. Cody got an A. Yeah, huh? okay. Something we do get a montage of is Cody being very thirsty. So we already got him earlier in the movie drinking from that fountain for so long. But now we just get him in all sorts of situations where there's a huge line behind him at the drinking fountain. He's in class. You would think maybe he needed to go to the the bathroom. bathroom. That's what I thought at first. But no, there's no consequences for how much water he drinks. He just drinks a lot of water, which I guess... Is what I mean. Mermaids—they are under the water. Technically, they yeah. have to be consuming water, but it's more just fish don't really drink water; they just filter it through their gills or whatever. I think there were a couple other random shock sequences too mixed in there with the water. I want to say there was one or two more. Yeah, maybe something with scales because he's trying yeah. to tell his parents that he's sick, but he's he's explaining that yeah, the drinking water. They take his temperature; it's you know normal temperature and stuff like that. They're talking about. The D word, sing the doctor. Yep. And the mom gets all like weird, like, oh, you know, we just got to do some like remedies, you know. Yeah, only natural medicine. Yeah, apparently she does acupuncture on him. But also, yeah. Cody during this brings up the subject that maybe he's gotten something from his other parents. Yes. So it's clear that he knows that he is adopted, yeah. but yeah. nobody in this situation knows that his other parents, or at least his other parent, is a mermaid so maybe yeah just some i don't think he necessarily knows at this point the situation of where they found him which was just in that like fucking bag on the dock or boat or whatever yeah so that night cody goes on a date with sam to like a fair yeah or just amusement parks on like like yeah the pier or something there's a ferris wheel and everything and they're holding hands and Again, the electricity is making her hair stand up. up. Sam's hair is standing up, and he, Cody does, does his little giggle, and then he, she's like, what are you laughing at? He lets go, you know, he calms down, then he does it again, starts giggling again, and she's like, what, what are you laughing? Nothing, oh, nothing, and then it's... And then they go home. And then they go home. <laughs> uh, that night, Cody, I think, was reading Jess's, the book he got him, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and then has another sticky finger episode. Sticky finger episode. Having, <laughs> oh, you know, puberty, am I right? We've all is, been there. That's the name of this episode, Sticky Fingers. Then uh, he, he's like, yeah, sticking to the wall, sticking to all sorts of stuff. We get a shot of his parents where he's calling to them. Yep, calling up his parents from downstairs. And they come in and where's Cody? He's not, oh, he is in the room. He's on the ceiling. Wouldn't you know it? He's on the ceiling. Yeah. So that's enough for them to be like, okay, even his hippie mom is like, okay, we'll go see a doctor. Yeah. Although so, I don't know how you'd explain that. I, I I doubt they explained that, oh, our son is just walking around on the ceiling. You would think they would, but yeah, being a decom, parents are usually very quick to not believe their children in these yeah. movies. So the doctor is one of the most stereotypical doctors I've seen. And I know that because he just says, uh-huh, a lot. And yeah. one little story I can say is I was only in one play in high school. And it was a play that was directed by students. It was a, like a senior directed play or yeah. something. And it was not very good. It's called Life in the Fat Lane. Oh, my. It was about somebody trying to like lose weight or something. And I played a very minor character named Dr. Uh-huh. Oh, no. And basically half my lines were me saying, uh-huh. 
Uh huh. And you know, how does that make you feel and stuff like that? Yeah. And that's who this doctor basically was. Wow. So blast from the past. <laughs> While I was maybe going through puberty, that's what this doctor thinks. Jeff uh-huh. or yep. Cody's puberty, going that's through. That's his diagnosis. Puberty. You know, I, you know, you get hair in places. You stick to walls. It's, yeah. You know, it's all. Uh huh. It's all boilerplate. So. Cody is kind of exasperated with this news and is kind of uh, giving it to Jess saying, this is crazy. Nobody believes me. This can't be puberty. And again, Jess going in kind of hard on himself says, well, I haven't gone through puberty yet, but I am a brilliant guy, which at least he was able to compliment himself there. But I thought that was kind of just a funny line. And so Jess tries says that he's going to figure it out. He's going to science this shit. So they start testing out the powers. Um, This is another montage. So we got the drinking montage and now we got the science montage. Yeah, I know there was one one where they're like, where they're harnessing his energy, his electrical ability, and they're kind of like shooting it from his palms or something. Well, he gives him a light bulb. Oh, is is that what's lit up? And then he's able to power the light bulb. And then they say, use the force. Star Wars references, (laughs) yes. Uh, You know, looking at his scales. Is is this when he jumps out the water the first time? No. He does that twice in the movie. Yeah, no, that's still coming. But something else that jumps out of the water is a fish in a tank. So like Aquaman, he is... I'm going to nerd out here. Aquaman cannot talk to fish, but he's able to influence them because fish are too dumb to talk. Their brains are too small, but he's able to influence them. So like Aquaman, Cody is able to influence the ship to jump out of uh, an aquarium tank, which is pretty wild and does not come into play at any other point in this movie. Probably just because whoever they were trying to do some form of Aquaman and that seemed like a good way to go where they could just steal that for this movie. Yeah. The conclusion that Jess gets to is that Cody needs to stay away from water. It seems to manifest his worst conditions when he gets wet or something. That's when these scales are coming out. But Cody, man, I just feel at home in the water. It's where I gotta be. Also, we're gonna be at the state swimming meet. So he's not really listening to Jess's advice. At home, Jess is looking through his dad's mermaid stuff, and Big John comes in. You got an interest in mermaids now, boy? <laughs> and there's there's a bit of a nice father-son moment, because, yeah. They do. They do, they have a few-minute talk. It's... it's something Big John is very passionate about. They get a share. Big John shows them a picture of a mermaid that was from some guy in, like, Scandinavia or something. He took the picture, and nobody believed him. But then, like, the moral of the story was that... John's like, it wasn't a mermaid. It was somebody in a scuba suit. He's like, I don't believe him. It's all silly. Yeah, he doesn't believe him, but he keeps the picture because it reminds him that there's somebody crazier than him. Yes. That John believes in mermaids. They're out there, but this guy didn't find a mermaid, so I'm going to make fun of him. So that was a little weird. But then another nice father-son moment, Jess gets to say, you're not crazy, Dad. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, shucks, son. That's uh-huh. nice. I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> then Jess also finds some page that is very convenient that says mermaids, when they're young, can live with humans. Yeah. And up to their 13th, 13th birthday. year, which just happened for which, Cody. Who who wrote this down? When it's, has this ever happened? It's pretty convenient. Definitely was not the plan of Cody's mermom that no. she wanted to lose her son. So this situation no. I feel like would have to be so rare and so rare for somebody on earth to find out about it to yeah. then write a page that somehow Big John was able to track down for Jess to read right here. So it's a very serendipitous series of events that have led to this but it sparks an idea in Jess and he broaches the subject with Cody and kind of just breaks it to him that I think you're a merman. A merman. Or, yeah, a merman. I don't know. Yes. There are gender Politically terms. Correct. You got mermaid and merman. Politically you know? correct. You can't just say, well, I guess you could say it's a mer person. Mer, mer people. Yep. Obviously, Cody does not want to believe this. That's, that's crazy. Uh, there has to be some other explanation. And then I believe this is when they start comparing the um, the scales. Yeah, it's in this scene where they compare a scale that came off of Cody. Yeah. And it's essentially identical to a fish scale. Yeah. But this kind of precipitates Cody wanting to meet his real parents. So he asks yes. his parents, can yes. I meet my real parents? And then they tell him that... He was just found. Yeah. Like 
on the boat or the back of the boat that they just held in the middle of the water. They didn't know where he came from kind of thing. And his parents are still like, well, we don't really know what's going on, but he's telling them that he's swimming faster, that he's dreaming, and in his dreams he can breathe underwater. Yep, they and, know that he has the sticky fingers, clearly. And then he just, I think he must just douse himself in some water and just shows off like an arm length of scales to his yeah. parents. Yeah, And that that's, a, that's what gets them to tell him. And then his dad says the same advice that Jess had given him, that he needs to stay away from water. Yeah. And then we get a good Disney Channel moment of, but dad, <laughs> but mom, must swim in. <laughs> and they're like, dude, you're dumb. Stop. Uh, that night, Cody has another dream. He wakes the next morning after this, you know, it's another swimming around dream. He wakes the next morning and overhears his parents debating what to do. They're worried about him. They're getting afraid. taken by the government and tested for yeah, his you know. sticky hands. Normal parent stuff. Oh, no. we can't let this get out because our son will get dissected by the government. Which probably isn't too far off from what would happen. Yeah. America, am I right? Fuck yeah. Big John can tell you about America. Big John. They're putting... What, what are in them chemtrails? You don't know. <laughs> They're trying to... Hi, the mermaid conspiracy. The truth is out there. Our Alex Jones of the 90s. Come on, Jess. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So Cody, you know, kind of is worried about this. And he's going out and he just ignores them and goes swimming in the ocean. Yeah. He swims out to, I can't remember like the technical term. The buoy? Yeah, that's what I thought, a buoy. One of those kind of floating bell light things yeah, yeah. in the water. He swims out to that because that's something that's from his window. He sees a lot. Yeah. He seems he thinks maybe he has like a connection to that area or something. And he does. And yeah, he does because we see Mermom is there. She's Just creeping around. Creeping on him. Yeah. But Cody does not see her. And Mermom has not aged a bit in 13 years. No. She still looks 25. To be fair, the land parents don't really look that much different no, than their younger they selves. They don't. But he seems to think he's feeling better. He's not seeing any fins or scales or anything yeah. on him. Yeah. And he starts doing some weird dancing or swimming in the water that I... Yeah, it, he's getting pretty wild in the water. A lot of Yeah, like you said, a lot of spinning and a lot of twirling. The best comparison I could think of is in the movie Footloose, where there's the scene in the abandoned industrial area yeah. where Kevin Bacon is basically dancing his anger out. Yeah. That was kind of what he was doing with the, the vibes swimming. The feeling. Fair. Uh, and I think this is the point where he might jump out of the water and kind of just do like a, yeah, yeah. like fist pump thing in okay. the air. Yeah. Then he swims the shore and you know what? He's not all right because he has a fin on his arm or yeah. on both of his arms or something. That's not good. And, and then conveniently enough, here comes Sam. I wouldn't say very, that's very in- inconvenient. Yes. It's a, a real rut row situation. Rikes raggy. Exactly. Cody's trying to get rid of her, kind of blows her off, and she's not happy with him because I think with everything that's been going on that she hasn't really been spending much time with him because he's been spending too much time with that Jess. Jess. I don't understand you. Uh, So she leaves, and things are just not going well between them. At one of their swimming lessons, Jess is really struggling. He's still wearing a bunch of floaties. He's got, like, two inner tubes. He's got the arm floaties. He's making no real progress, and to exacerbate the situation, good old Sean, mean kid Sean, comes yeah. over to laugh at him and kind of give Cody a hard time. Like, why are you spending too much time with him? You were making fun of him with us not that long ago. Yeah. And Cody says, well, he's my friend. And I'm like, I don't believe you, Cody. True. Because Cody is only with Jess, first, because he was assigned with him. Yeah, for Second, the good grades. Yeah. Second, oh, he got a good grade second. He just basically wants to keep his deal going because he's getting good grades out of it. And we find out, well, eventually Jess apparently does learn to swim, but he's gotten nothing out of it. Cody's gotten A's on papers. Jess can't even swim well. He, Cody is just, he's a user. He's a bad guy. An abuser. He's just popular and he thinks he can just do whatever he wants. That's right. Maybe I've got some deep seated <laughs> anger issues. Oh my. Stuff coming out of my subconscious here, maybe. Oh my. Sean says, Well, you know he's not one of us. And Cody says, What do you mean, not one of us? <laughs> and I guess then he just says, Oh, one of us on the team. Yeah. Not even yeah. just, not one of us cool kids. It's not one of us on the swim team. Okay. Yeah. 
you can only hang out with swim kids. Sure. Yeah. And then he just says, ah, okay, whatever. See ya at the state swim meet. Yeah. Again, Jess tells him not to go. Cody, what the hell are you thinking? Still saying you're going to the swim meet. And Cody, again, is this wishy-washy. Being, oh, I got I to gotta do the swimming thing. That's mm-hmm. my that's my jam. Jim Jim. But then we see that Cody didn't go to the swim meet because we get another check-in at the meet where, where's Cody? Where's, where's Cody? Cody? Cody's at home yeah. in bed sick and he didn't go because his parents like just pressured him i shouldn't say pressured him convinced him him. yeah advise him that's a good word to not go but he sneaks out anyways his parents come to check in and yep and then as soon as they leave he flips open the the, flips off the covers and he's fully dressed he's got his swim bag he's ready to rock and roll just like brink sneaking off to Mm. the first uh true meet I can't X- remember the name of the, uh, that ridiculous team, but... X-Blades. Blades. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Blast from the past. So, this implies that wherever the state meet is, it is within the ability Distance. of Cody to walk or run there. Or swim. But it doesn't um, show up well. And at this point, Jacob suggested, well, maybe it's at his school, which yeah. would be fine. Except earlier in the movie... Cody's coach says this is the first time anybody from their school, any team, has ever made state. So they wouldn't host the state swim meet at a school that has never had it before. So it's just, it doesn't matter. But it, these are the things that I get hooked He's up on. He's going to be worried about this all night. You know, this is what I got to go. Well, actually, <laughs> I don't want to scream a, a plot hole because I don't even know if it really is a plot hole or whatever is a plot it's hole. It's just a... It's a, it's a hole. It's, this movie makes you want to go in a hole. <laughs> Uh, so Cody gets there. He's swimming real good. He's just yeah. He's just a real good swimmer. And then his parents soon notice that he's gone. They're checking around the room. You know what I noticed and I giggled about is the father first looks up at the ceiling rather than around the room. I thought that was he, yeah, covering all the bases because puberties makes the kids do crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Uh, Cody sets a new state record. That's yes. how good he was swimming and. As he's swimming, he's, Big John is in attendance. He's got the binoculars out, eyeing Cody. Yeah, not that big of a swimming area, but he really needs to hone in, get yes. the details. Yes. He sees his fins briefly, but then he's distracted by Jess. He's like, Dad, what are you doing here? Yeah. Which no. it also is like, why is Jess here? Because he's not playing in the band or anything. No. So that extra seems to imply that it's not at their it's school. So play. I don't know where it is. Who knows? But somebody else who sees that... These fins have surfaced on Cody is Sean, Sean who finishes Sean. in second place second behind place. him, which is something that does not normally happen. No. So he knows something's up and he thinks that he's cheating. So Cody needs a quick distraction. So he grabs a, a covering of electrical wires That's or something. in the pool. It is the craziest thing. He grabs this thing to use his electrical wires, but it is in the water. So, A, it should not be there. <laughs> B, it only shorts out, like, the scoreboard. But yeah. C, it should basically have killed all of the <laughs> swimmers in the pool. Like, nobody <laughs> thought about this at all. <laughs> and it's only good to allow Cody to get into the locker room. Yeah. But Sean is quick after him, trying to find him. He's chasing him. And and we just mentioned, Papa looking up at the ceiling. Something Sean didn't do in the, in the locker room. Because where was... Cody hiding on the ceiling. Classic Cody. Classic Cody. Uh, but then, speaking of Cody's parents, they show up just in time as he's running out to take him home. At home, they're—I don't know—they're like using like a blow dryer or like towels or something to dry him off. Oh. To I guess try to get away the changes because he's yeah. really manifesting the fins and scales. And then Jess and Sam show up in close succession to each other, just yeah. barging into the house. Sam sees the fins. And faints. faints. Then wakes up, doesn't believe him, and then she it's does mad. believe Upsetty him. Spaghetti. Yeah, she's like, "Oh wait, you are a merman." Or you know, questioning the parents and um, the the friend that you know, you guys actually believe that he's a a merman or a mermaid merman. They, they correct. Yeah, him. they correct. But him. yeah, then she gets mad, probably because, well, why didn't you tell me you were a merman? Yeah. And so then she leaves, and then an indeterminate amount of time has passed because we get to see cody at school trying to reconnect with sam but then sean who's trying to probably get in on yeah. the vacated territory yeah. of sam 
uh, gets up there and says, hey, we haven't seen you at practice. You too good for practice? Which, if they already made it to state, usually in high school sports, they stop practicing. Whatever. But again, some amount of time has passed. We don't know how much time. But he hasn't been going to practice. And then Sean accuses him of thinking he's too good for practice. And that he is maybe using steroids or something to cheat. Because he was tired of being a loser. And that pisses off Cody. And they get into a fight. And then Jess... Quickly appears to try to de-escalate the beat situation. Who's going to beat me up if you guys are beating up each other? Again, he was going so hard on himself saying, "That's it's my job description. I'm the nerd. Beat me <laughs> up. What am I supposed to do in passing time between the hallways? I like how all characters in this movie we imply have an accent. And really the only one big that John. does is kind of Big John, but still not even Cody that Cody had much. a little bit of a... Like a Cody had something going on where I thought that maybe he was one. Canadian or something, <laughs> but I looked it up and he's from Colorado. So Jess tries to break up the fight. It doesn't work, but then I think a principal or a teacher shows up to yeah. break it up. Yeah. And I feel Sean is... He's a dick, but he's somewhat justified in being mad at... Cody, because he is basically cheating, you know, he's using performance enhancing fins, jeans from being a fucking merman. (laughs) So Cody is out swimming. He swims out that night and he finally encounters his mom and then they're under the water and it's a weird moment where they are like almost touching hands. It's almost like the, the alien, I can't remember the, the weird Teletubby alien and can of worms where oh, he has that yes. telepathic connection with the main character and there's yeah. like rainbow glows around their hand but then they're kind of shaken out of this state because a boat passes above them and wouldn't you know it it's big john's boat and he sees the mom swimming away and laughs maniacally because he feels justified and vindicated that yes mermaids are real i knew yeah. it yeah so cut to the next day uh, Jess sees his dad on his boat and he's got a net and he asks dad, what's that net for? Why boy, it's for mermaids. Find ourselves a mermaid. What else would it be for? This is a point around this point where I was wondering what happened to big mama or whoever John big, yeah. had. Big Janita. During the, the discussion of the photo, I think it's, I thought it was going to go in the direction where like, no, we believed him. He was so discredited and this guy lost everything. And then John, it was supposed to be like a parallel for John. The wife left him. But then it was just like, John's like, no, that guy was an idiot. So, yeah, maybe maybe there was never a big mama. But whose house would they go to then? (laughs) Uh, So this is very concerning for Jess. So Jess races on his bike to go find Cody at the beach to warn him that his dad might be trying to catch his mom or also maybe Cody. But Cody's at the beach with his with sam yep sam has already beaten him there yeah and they're kind of making up but then cody trying to prove more to sam signals out to the buoy area of the sea to his mom there who then sticks her head out and it's like oh cool but then he has this big reaction where he collapses he gets the fins all of a sudden pain in the tummy yeah and he's not feeling good so he's telling sam to go get his earth parents yes uh and then as they're running away that's when we see that not just yeah not just his arms have fins but his feet have basically started to turn yeah not they haven't combined though just like one of them was like a fin they don't got that technology (laughs) they combine off camera later on one had turned into like a, a flipper yeah so in between sam leaving but before jess gets there big john essentially abducts abducts yeah Takes him onto his boat and is both caring for him, but just caring for him by like covering him with water, which was manifest the, the condition more from him. Yeah. And I don't know if this is meant to more bait out his mom, but it's definitely him taking uh, Cody is to attract the mermom yes. Yes. to the boat. And that's what happened. So yeah, I, I never understood why did why does so now that he has Cody who's a mermaid or you know or merman transitioning, why does he need the mom though? He's already got his Because you, know, his you catch. need a mermaid. Everybody wants Ariel yeah. to be real. They don't just want like boy with a tail. That's yeah. nothing special. Good Come point. on. Good point. Good point. Uh so Big John is able to successfully catch the mom in the net. Yeah. And then I don't know. 
if Jess got onto the boat somehow, or it's just very close to shore, or attached to a dock or something, somehow Jess gets onto the boat too. They and must. They must have got onto the shore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember how, yeah, how that happened either. But obviously, they gotta save the mer mom. So Jess, yeah. who I guess off camera, it seemed like he only had two swimming lessons with Cody, and at the last one. He had not learned anything, but now he can swim. And he, he he's like, oh, look at me. I haven't drowned yet. Yep. I'm swimming. Yeah, it was just like, oh, I guess maybe he, could have, maybe he could have always swimmed all along. He just never really tried. Yeah. Maybe. I would prefer that as to Cody actually doing something productive in those moves. <laughs> but he gets a knife from somewhere on the boat, jumps in, swims down to cut out the mermom from the net. He does that successfully. She swims off, but... Some rigging of the net on the boat comes loose, and the net catches Jess's leg and starts going down into the water, dragging him down. Big John is very distressed. He's going to save his son, but Cody gets to him first. They breathe him, or they bring him out of the water, but he's not breathing. No. So then Sam, who is around with the Jess's, not Jess's, Cody's parents, mouth comes over mouth. and gives him CPR. And this is where. It would never happen, but the only way to redeem this movie is if Jess then just immediately, like in the Sandlot, his eyes just like perk up and he's like, yes, this is my master plan all along. I orchestrated this for me to get a kiss from, he could really be like, Cody, I hated you and I wanted to steal a kiss from your girlfriend. And yes, Mermom was in on it the whole time. Thank you, Mermom. Please stand up. Yes, wave, wave. Wave your big fin. But unfortunately, that was not the case. And Cody, or uh, Jess, still was not breathing. But then Cody gets the great idea that he's able to use... Shock him with, like, his his fingers as, like, a... a like, what are those? A defibrillator, pads? Defibrillator yeah. pads. Which, you have to have some technical expertise to really use them, but Cody's just like, ah, I'm sticking, hitting you or he poking you. doing pretty good. He was really just, Ugh, Yeah. Ugh. And, of course, it worked. It did. Just, well, after, like, three or four times. Yeah. He didn't even say clear. He didn't no. even, like, rub his pants. He should have rubbed his hands oh, together. that would have been good. Uh, but it worked. There's, like, some weird, like, effects of, and, like, in slow motion... Again, odd Disney uh, Channel slow motion. We didn't really mention that, but half of the time when the Mermom shows up, there's really awkward slow motion on with it. The, with a weird sexual biting of the lip and a weird look from Mermom. Yeah, she has some intense looks. There we'll, is... we'll get into one in particular very soon. Yeah. But yay, Jess is saved. Uh, Big John, is who was made a villain very briefly, is now redeemed because... Oh, it doesn't matter about the mermaid. Just, yeah, just says something like, You were right, Dad. They were mermaid were real. They did exist. It doesn't matter. Pa, that do, that doesn't matter. It don't matter, Jess. All I want is you. None of that matters now. Pa. You're safe. Big punch, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, John is all happy because his son is saved, even though basically he put him at risk because of all these situations anyways. Yeah. And then Cody's mermom shows up. And then, as Jacob was saying, shoots off this very seductive, yes. intense look. Mm-mm-mm. And it quickly seems that, well, she has telepathic powers. Because she communicates with Earth Mom. And Cody. So Cody's like, I need to go with her. Yes. Earth Mom's like, ah, hell yeah, no. Leave. You're, You're our son. son. And then she just stares at <laughs> Earth Mom. Earth Mom. And is like, Earth Mom. kind of felt like intimidation. Or yeah. It was intense where she's like, I own him. He's my son. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, his, I'm his mother now. And then Earth Mom just goes, oh, okay. She says you'll come back to us eventually. By school. You'll be back by school time. Yeah. So it's like, wait, was this the last day of school? Which would, you know, with the, the meet being the, you know, the meet being the, the state finals, you know, might, you know, be the end of the school year. So maybe it is, you know. I mean, it could be. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense because it's not like. Oh, you'll be back before school starts. And it's like, is that the next morning? <laughs> it's just very confusing. One day at a time. But she's taking him away to, I guess, learn the ways of the mer person. Yeah. And but nothing in that like page that just read implies that mer people can live this dual life because he's yeah. not like Aquaman. He doesn't have a yeah. parent from Earth and from Atlantis or anything. Whatever. He swims off. Cody's parents are cool with this. Quickly cool. convinced that this is okay, which just yeah. seems crazy. And then quickly, in underwater, Jess, the moment we've all been waiting for, turns into a merman and 
dives out of the water. Out of the water. In the worst display of special effects, I think, in any DCOM so far. It's, it's it pretty bad. It was absolutely terrible green screen where he's jumping out and, like, the boats behind him are very clearly fake. He's very clearly on a green screen. It wasn't even, like... The family was in the background. And it was accompanied by some, like, fish-like noises, like dolphin noises, I think it was. I couldn't or hear like, what the noises were because I was just yelling. I was basically he, going, he oh, was, no! <laughs> it was, it was wild. It was awful. Uh, and, yeah, that's the end of the movie. It very unceremoniously just kind of yes, fades to black. That's it. And then goes to credits where we the song the thirteenth yeah. year song we get treated love that like Xenon to an original song. This one was more like I was gonna say Shaggy Dog. That's not a movie we watch. You Lucky Dog, where it's a movie that kind of or a song that comments on what happened in the movie. Yeah, it was very much late nineties, early two thousands pop punk. Blink, think Blink-182, Sum 41, except even worse in those bands. Sorry for the fans out there. Don't really, not a big fan of those bands. This was bad. I'll put it at the end of the episode for you to check out, but, whew, it is rough. But then, yeah, that was the 13th year. Or the 13th the year. 13th I don't year. even know. Who knows? Uh, Yeah, I think this movie was not super great. It was already, it already seemed derivative of... Uh, Halloween Town, I hope this isn't a trend where I know Luck of the Irish somehow involves a kid turning into a leprechaun. Yeah. And I hope it's not all like. They're all oh. transition things because we're, they want to focus on puberty. Yes, this yes. Is, it's yes. all related it's, to the puberty. Well, not so much Halloween Town. That's more just like, my mom don't understand. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully it's not all hit a birthday and then you turn into some weird magical thing. Yeah. But I just had an issue with the character of Cody where. Again, he didn't really seem to learn anything. He just used Jess, and things turned out all right. But even then, like a can of worms, the message at the end was the kid kind of felt out of place. He wanted to leave Earth, go off with these aliens, but then he discovered, you know what? I do belong here. Cody goes off with his mermom, and is like, no, I have to go with her. He... You get to have a kind of a have your cake and eat it situation too yeah. here where, oh, well, I can live with my parents, even though I don't know if that makes biological sense for mer people. Yeah. Where to have this be a good message, because, you know, again, themes around adoption and stuff, it's good for kids who are adopted to have media that can reinforce that it's fine to be adopted. It's, you know, even if your mom is a cool mermom, maybe it's more important to stay with the people that raise you. Yeah. Unless you're Cody, who's just the most popular kid. Care. Everybody wants him. He's got so many parents. Probably Big John's like, <laughs> I wish Cody was my son to send my deadbeat Jess. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I think Cody was, he was a change of a character. He wasn't like an outcast or a nerd or just a normal kid. He was the best. He was the most popular, the best swimmer. And he was a mer person to boot. So yeah, what did you think about the thirteenth? It was it was fun watching because I mean it was it was a movie that you know I was calling out some of the things that would happen because the memories of you know yeah 20, not so, not so much calling the plot points though even if you hadn't seen it there's definitely stuff in here that we probably could have called yeah just just remembering some of the stuff I mean it's it's a it's a different movie it was it was fun for me to rewatch again but yeah it was it was kind of hokey um, we've seen better. I mean, there was interesting stuff. I definitely, saying we could have called out some plot stuff, I would never have called out that the nerdy kid would die and <laughs> Cody would bring him back to life with his electrical people powers. <laughs> which, I guess we didn't even mention. It was just offhandedly said, oh, well, maybe mermaid, maybe you have that because eels have electrical eels, powers. Eels, that's right. Yep. That was so it was very much a, a weird mythology kind of thing. There was closure with, like, on that, though. Under wraps with, like, the mummies or banshees where... There's not very a clear set of powers assigned to mer people. Yeah. Kind of like the the Leprechaun movies with Warwick Davis, where across those movies, the Leprechaun can basically do whatever the fuck he wants. Because <laughs> there's no clear idea of what these powers are. The Leprechaun can impersonate people's voices. He has yeah. magic powers. He can get bigger than normal size. Mm. All sorts of crazy stuff. So that was basically the 13th year for mer people in my yeah. mind. Certainly know The Little Mermaid. Makes me want to watch The Little Mermaid because that shit is fucking great, but... Okay. Another movie under our belts. Under wraps. Wrapped up. Save it. Save it for the end. 
So if you, a lot of these movies hate. I'm somebody who exists on the internet. I gotta have strong opinions. I gotta I yell out into the ether, hope somebody cares. If this podcast is any indication, not a lot of people care. But if you care. We care. You can get in touch with us. You can email us at a whole new pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at a whole new pod, all yep. one word. Jacob has got uh, he's got an exciting slate of updates. It's crazy picks, sick picks. We're keeping you in the loop here. Soon. You know, because we're getting these episodes out at such a quick rate that it's hard <laughs> for him to keep up with it. And then rate us on your podcast platform of choice, uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whichever you want to call it. Follow us or subscribe on Spotify. Do whatever happens on Google Play. Yeah. I hear Google Play actually maybe isn't the greatest, so maybe I'll look around into putting it up on some of these other fucking sites. I know one of our friends really likes a site called, I don't even know, Pod Killer or something dumb remember, like yeah, that. I don't remember what one. I was. don't know. I just have an iPhone. I'm I'm bought into that ecosystem, so I just use iTunes. But yeah. Spotify, I think, is another good alternative. Yeah. But not for our friend, I guess. <laughs> If you feel so inclined that you want more Jacob, you can follow him on Twitter at Jacob underscore Telejohn. Check it out. So this was this was an episode, and I think next week after Halloween Town and maybe Xenon, we have this was definitely my most anticipated movie of any going into really? doing this podcast, which is Smart House. That is the only movie I think maybe I've seen or at least yeah. have some recollection of from at least commercials. And I feel like there might be some themes and elements of that movie that, in the age of Alexa and Hey Google and stuff, might ring accurate or telling for the age we're living in. But with that, in the tradition of A Whole New Pod, we throw it over to our boy Jacob for some parting words. Stay thirsty, my friends. All right. We did it. We did it. I'll allow that. Tastes pretty good.